Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone, and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I'm Jen Cutter, and welcome to DTNS Gaming News Monthly for March 2022. Your one-stop catch-up for the biggest gaming stories from the past month, with a heads-up on major game releases for the month ahead. This show will help bring you up to speed with the info you need to know about the discourse. Kicking off with some super quick mobile gaming news, Blizzard confirmed we'll release a new Warcraft mobile game later this year. Back in August 2021, the developer confirmed it had multiple free-to-play Warcraft mobile games in advanced development. Blizzard previously announced mobile game Diablo Immortal would be released in the first half of 2022, and you can pre-register now to get early access when that goes live. Amazon's Luna game streaming service left its invite-only early access program and is now available across the mainland United States. It's available on PC, Mac, Fire TV, Fire Tablets, Chromebook, Android, and iPhones and iPads. Luna works with channels. There's no way to get individual games, only channels. The Prime channel, included with an Amazon Prime account, features a few games a month on a rotating basis. There's a Luna Plus channel for $5.99 a month, featuring 50 games at the moment with some AAA titles like Devil May Cry 5 and Sonic Mania. There's a Jackbox channel with a bunch of the trivia games for $4.99 a month. There's a Retro channel for $2.99 a month with around 50 games, including the Contra Anniversary Collection, Space Ace, and Pong. A family channel is $2.99 a month with many kart racing titles, a Spongebob game, and Wandersong. And there's also an Ubisoft Plus channel at $17.99 a month, where you'll find your various Assassin's Creed's, Far Cries, and Watch Dogs. You can pick up a Luna-specific controller from Amazon for around $50 once they're back in stock, or use your already compatible existing console controllers. Or even mouse and keyboard if you're that kind of person. Because the service is from Amazon, it features easy Twitch integration and you can even stream from your Fire TV while using a smartphone as a mic and camera. Speaking of Twitch, Twitch updated its username policy to ban names with explicit references to sex or hard drugs, excluding alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana. The new policy came into effect March 1st and any existing usernames in violation will have to reset them. But I'm sure that applies to no one listening to this show. Finishing up cloud gaming news... Business Insider sources say Google demoted its entire Stadia project internally, now focused on providing a streaming backend for other companies rather than attracting games to the Stadia service itself. 
Google calls this backend Google Stream, and it's already reportedly being used to power Peloton's first video game, Lane Break, currently in early access. The past month was definitely a busy one for Steam Deck fans. Valve announced a partnership with iFixit to sell Steam Deck replacement parts, as well as for the Valve Index VR kit. Valve published CAD files for the Steam Deck's exterior shell on GitHub under a Creative Commons license. The company says it's looking forward to seeing what the community creates, looking like it's going to be much easier for people and companies to create aftermarket shells and cases for the device. Valve also mentioned the Steam Deck dock won't be available until late spring. There are minimal details about the future dock, only that it props up your Steam Deck while connecting to external displays and allows for wired networking, USB peripherals, and power. Valve also states it's possible to use a powered USB-C hub if you've got one lying around. Oh, and there's a new Portal game, sorta. Aperture Desk Job, a 30-minute-ish free-to-download 3-gig game, is designed for the Steam Deck to show off the controls. You don't need to download it on a Steam Deck. It'll run on a desktop just fine, as long as you have a game controller, as it cannot be played with keyboard and mouse. There's a new Steam feature, so you can check which games in your existing Steam library are compatible with the Steam Deck. It includes details about whether the text will be readable on the smaller screen, and if the default game settings will run smoothly. Anything Deck Verified is good to go, while games marked as Deck Playable may require some settings tweaks. Oh, and Bungie added a help page section about the Steam Deck, warning, Destiny 2 is not supported for play on the Steam Deck or any system utilizing Steam Play's Proton, unless Windows is installed and running. Players who attempt to launch Destiny 2 on the Steam Deck through Steam OS or Proton will be unable to enter the game and return to their game library after a short time. Players who attempt to bypass Destiny 2 incompatibility will be met with a game ban. So uh, that's probably good to know in advance. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney also noted the company does not plan to update Fortnite for Steam Deck. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has had a major impact on the landscape of the gaming industry. I can't cover all the ways this crisis is reverberating throughout games, but here are a few. Ukraine-based studio GSC Game World announced it's focused on helping employees and families and that development of Stalker 2 is on hold. Stalker 2 was set to release December 8, 2022. Many companies spoke out against the invasion and pledged monetary support to nonprofits. The Pokemon Company International donated $200,000 to Global Giving. Game engine maker Unity is donating $623,000 to humanitarian charities. And the Unity Asset Store has created a Ukraine mega bundle with 100% of the proceeds to charities supporting the people of Ukraine. CD Projekt Red, best known for the Witcher series, donated approximately $242,000 to a Poland-based humanitarian organization. The company also ceased the distribution of its titles in both Russia and Belarus. EA Sports initiated processes to remove the Russian national team and all Russian clubs, which will affect NHL 22, FIFA 22, FIFA Online, and FIFA Mobile. NHL 22 will also have Belarusian clubs removed. There's no timetable for this action, and the decision does not appear to remove individual Russians or Belarusian athletes in any sport. Doom co-creator John Romero tweeted, To support the people of Ukraine and the humanitarian effort of the Red Cross and the UN Central Emergency Response Fund, I'm releasing a new Doom 2 level for a donation of 5 euros. 100% of the proceeds go towards these agencies. Also on Twitter, Ukraine's deputy prime minister posted an open letter asking to temporarily block all Russian and Belarusian accounts, temporarily stop the participation of Russian and Belarusian teams and gamers in all international esports events, and cancel all international events holding on the territory of Russia and Belarus. 
and Wargaming's creative director was fired after publicly supporting Russia's invasion. Wargaming, best known for World of Tanks, is Belarus-founded with a studio in Kyiv. In a statement to Eurogamer, Wargaming said, Sergei Burkatovsky expressed his personal opinion on social media, which categorically does not reflect the position of the company. He has been let go and is no longer at the company. The studio donated approximately $1 million to the Ukrainian Red Cross and changed its online advertising to remove images of advancing tanks. Back in November 2021, Playground Games promised that Forza Horizon 5 would see the addition of on-screen sign language for cinematics in the future. On March 1st, the update was released and supports both American Sign Language and British Sign Language. Microsoft announced Switch streaming integration returned to the Xbox dashboard for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Series S consoles. Twitch integration was originally removed from the Xbox One dashboard in 2017, although users could still stream through the Twitch app. And Microsoft is finally letting games from the Windows Store be installed where the user picks, rather than forcing them into the dedicated Windows Apps folder. Existing games will not need to be reinstalled and can now be moved around freely, the same as any future game purchases. Small follow-up on the Sony Bungie acquisition. In Sony's earnings report, it disclosed roughly a third of the $3.6 billion spent will go towards deferred payments to employee shareholders conditional upon their continued employment and other retention incentives. Sony plans to pay out these incentives for several years, while remaining funds will directly purchase private shares of the studio. Sony's been teasing info about the PSVR 2 in drips and drabs, so here's what we know so far. It's mostly similar to the form of the OG PSVR headset from 2016, only now in white and black to match the look of the PlayStation 5. The new headset will weigh less, but Sony's not yet put a number on that, and the newly designed vents in the PSVR 2 allow for better airflow so the lens won't fog up. The general specs include OLED panels with 2000 by 2040 pixel resolution per eye, 110 degree field of view, eye tracking, and a head tracking system that doesn't require any outside cameras. The headset connects to the PS5 with a single cable. Still no price or release date announced yet. As originally reported by Bloomberg and now with more details from GamesBeat, Sony is looking to evolve its current PlayStation Plus offerings with a project codenamed Spartacus. Spartacus turns PlayStation Plus into a service with three tiers, Essential, Extra, and Premium. PlayStation Plus Essential is closest to what PS Plus is right now. At $10 a month, you get free games you can add to your library that you'll have access to as long as you remain subscribed to the service. PlayStation Extra is $13 a month, includes the base tier games, and access to a catalog of hundreds of older, downloadable games. PlayStation Plus Premium costs the most at $16 a month, includes all previously mentioned extras, the ability to stream the catalog of games, as well as access to a library of classic games. PS Plus Premium is the only tier granting access to a new Game Trials feature, letting users download and start playing full versions of new PlayStation games. It will likely have a time limit function, as some Nintendo Switch Game Trials do, so it's not exactly comparable to Microsoft's Game Pass service. All of the info about names, features, and pricing are subject to change as Sony's not made any official announcements. Nintendo announced it will close the online shops for the Wii U and 3DS in late March 2023, ending any digital purchases on those systems, including game demos and other free content. Though this feels like a lot of advance notice, Nintendo will turn off support for adding funds to eShop accounts on Wii U and 3DS with a credit card on May 3rd, 2022. And on August 29, 2022, Nintendo will end support for adding funds through eShop cards. 
Nintendo says it will remain possible for gamers to re-download games and DLC even past the March 2023 shutdown for the foreseeable future, though declined to specify a date. A big Nintendo announcement last month was the reveal of Nintendo Switch Sports dropping April 29th. 2006 Wii Sports was the best-selling Nintendo game of all time, so a new version isn't surprising. It's mostly surprising it took this long, since the Switch has been out since 2017. And yes, I know Wii Sports was a pack-in title with the Wii in all regions outside of Japan, but 82 million copies is a lot whether or not it came with a console. We're also going to ignore the existence of Wii Sports Club on the Wii U since everyone else did. At launch, the game will include tennis, sword fighting, soccer, volleyball, badminton, and the bestest Wii Sport, bowling. The second bestest Wii Sport, golf, will be added in the future as a free update. Nintendo Switch Sports is similar to Wii Sports in that it's not pushing the latest and greatest in terms of graphics, and is motion controlled through Joy-Cons similar to how it worked with Wiimotes. New to this edition is a Joy-Con leg strap so you can kick in soccer. In addition, I'm sure, will lead to no injuries or mishaps. Sports can be played locally or online. I took part in the online playtest for Switch Sports, which only had sword fighting, tennis, and bowling available. I'm pleased to report that my first go at swords and tennis which were all online, no practicing privately allowed, went exactly like my first go with Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Basically, there was a lot of flailing wildly and having a blast regardless of success, meaning I had absolutely no success. But at least I still crush souls in bowling, so I've got that going for me. Finally, this is not a drill. There's a new Pokemon game coming late 2022, the first in the ninth generation. It'll be available in the usual two flavors, this time Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet. As a reminder to any lapsed Pokefreaks out there, you might want to check on or start your Pokemon Bank and or Pokemon Home transfers to make sure your favorites are safe for the future. Notable releases this March include the already out Gran Turismo 7 on PlayStation 4 and 5 and JRPG Triangle Strategy only on the Switch. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok DLC lands March 10th, same day as Distant Worlds 2 on PC. Also March 10th is Workshop Simulator for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Workshop Simulator allows you to repair and refurbish items using a range of restoration mechanics such as disassembling, cleaning, sanding, and painting. There's a demo available if this sounds like a chill experience in your wheelhouse. .hack GU Last Recode hits Switch March 11th. It's an all-in-one re-release of a PS2-era series, and the game mechanics are basically recreating an MMO except it's all a single-player experience. If you're interested and don't have a Switch, Last Recode was actually released on PC in 2017. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions of GTA 5 and GTA Online arrive March 15th. Tunic is an indie Legend of Zelda-style game coming to PC and Xboxes on March 16th. March 17th sees Star Tenders available for Quest and PSVR. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin hits March 18th on everything except the Switch, while Rune Factory 5 comes to the Switch on March 22nd. Ghostwire Tokyo will be out for PC and PS5 March 25th, same day as Kirby and the Forgotten Land on the Switch. Also available will be Tiny Tina's Wonderlands on everything except the Switch. Grand strategy game Crusader Kings 3 is coming to consoles for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on March 29th. Finally, Death Stranding's Director's Cut hits PCs on March 30th. That's all for this month. If you have any kind of gaming questions, PC, consoles, mobile, retro, whatever, feel free to ping me on Twitter or Instagram. Both are at Jen Cutter, that's Jen with two N's, or email me jen at jencutter.com. 
have fun out there, and I look forward to bringing you another edition of Gaming News Monthly next month. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.